New Guys Podcast, episode 18. Uh, we're in the pretty much in the heart of the NFL playoffs right now, conference championship weekend. But w- before we get into that, um, we got a new guy on the pod. I mean, a new, new guy on the New Guys Podcast. There you go. Uh, Dylan Monroe, he's a good buddy of mine. I go to high school with him, and he's pretty much going to be the, our new fourth guy. So a little bit about Dylan. I'm really going to go off a little bit here. Uh, senior like me in high school, he's a big-time Boston Celtics fan. That's That's a good thing. And staying on the topic of the Celtics, he is most well-versed in the NBA. So once the NFL season is over, he's him and Jordan, I feel like they're going to be going at it like uh, <laughs> Jordan and Graham did back in the day. Um, he's a San Francisco 49ers fan in the NFL. Yeah, okay. It's interesting. <laughs> but this last one gets really interesting because he is a New York Yankees fan on a Boston sports podcast. Oh, I knew I didn't, that one. Oh, no, you could have left that one out. I didn't think about that. I did not think about that. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's all right, though. The Celtics and the Yankees outweighs each other, so. Okay, I, I didn't Fair think enough. that would weigh each other out because I think the I mean, Yankees are the most hated team in Boston. Yeah. Well, the I other thing is we don't really talk about baseball a whole lot on the podcast, so it's not like – We're like at all. So. We're like at all. Yeah. We talked <laughs> really a little bit during the restart, and that was I'm it. I'm a Yankees fan, but, like, I tend to, like, talk more bad about them than I do good because, like, they don't do much, like, smart, so – yeah. It's more just like a, since I'm from New York, I kind of just chose them. Yeah. And then, yeah, it's not like I'm a big time Yankee fan. That's better. I'm done talking about baseball. I think that's all the baseball <laughs> we're going to talk about for the next month or so. Well, maybe a lot more. But I'm going to get into, um, we're going to start breaking down the divisional games and then we'll, we'll kind of leeway into the conference championships. Uh, Chiefs and the Browns this past weekend. Uh, I think it was a 22 to 17 victory for Kansas City. And there was a lot of talk. I mean, listen, every Kansas City game is going to bring up talks of whether, oh, the the refs bailed out Kansas City, the Kansas City referees or whatever. But, I mean, obviously, I think it kind of showed a little bit more this past weekend uh, going up against the Browns. Uh, You had that one, obviously, that that one no call. I think the one that went out the back of the end zone and there was an obvious helmet-to-helmet tackle there. Not even a tackle, helmet-to-helmet hit. That was not called. And then later on in the game, Mahomes goes down with an injury. But we're going to get into Mahomes later. But what I want to ask you guys is a lot of people are saying, oh, the Browns got robbed. And there's other people saying, mostly Chiefs fans, but I kind of sit on their side. Well, the Browns shot themselves in the foot a little bit too much. So I'm going to turn it over to whoever wants to take it first because I don't want to put anyone on the spot. Um, do you think the Browns kind of just dug themselves into a hole they couldn't get out of or – do you think they legitimately got robbed of this game? I don't I don't think you can say they got robbed. Just because going into the game, they were already pretty heavy underdogs. Whatever people want to say with, like, people were riding the Browns train no matter where it went. I mean, they could have played the 16-0 Patriots from way back, and people would have said, well, the Browns might have a chance. Like, I think that from the beginning, I didn't think they stood a chance against the Chiefs. So for me, it's like, this wasn't some toss-up matchup where, or, um, you know, a couple of plays turn the game. I think from the start, and we talked about it in the chat, the Browns not running the ball to begin the game and trying to, like, air it out with Baker Six Mayfield. in the first half. Yeah, I mean, that killed them. So it's like you talk about shooting yourself in the foot. I mean, when you're trying to control possession, which is what your goal should be with KC every time, um, and you only run it six times, and Mayfield, you know, opens – did he open the second half with a pick, I believe? Um, yes, he did. So – it's like that's that's multiple plays right there where you know the that turned the tide of the game so you can't 
you know, blaming referees in this type of game is ridiculous. Yeah, the helmet helmet call should have been should have been, you know, called, but it is what it is. I mean, th- that doesn't that doesn't completely flip the game into the Browns' hands. I mean, and I think Casey was going to win the game from the beginning, uh, in my opinion. Yeah, I like. I like what you're saying there, Jordan, especially with, you know, them trying to air it out early. This is a team that the reason they went 11 and five in the regular season is because they were so good on the ground. That was, you have two top 10 running backs, probably you could even say like top seven range. Um, and that's what opens up the rest of your offense. You know, they run the ball down the other team's throat and then Baker Mayfield goes and airs it out a little bit. So they really did kind of shoot themselves in the foot. You can point really, I think to any game in the NFL and say it came down to one or two calls and like they got robbed because of this or that. But in reality, what it comes down to for this Browns team um, in that game was that they had every chance to win this game. Once Mahomes went down, you know, uh, I believe it was late in the third quarter um, or maybe it was early fourth. Yeah. Um, But either way, they had the ball. They ended up punting, um, giving the ball back to the Chiefs and ended up not being able to stop them. Uh, But they had every chance to win this game. It's like a couple of years ago when there was that blatant no call in the Saints and Rams game. And then it went into overtime and the Saints punted the ball away and ended up losing the game. So mm-hmm. it's hard to feel bad for somebody when, yeah, sure, there are some bad calls, but at the end of the day, they just didn't do what they had to do uh, to win the game. So it's tough for the Browns. It was a winnable game, but they didn't get robbed. Uh, they just came up short, as we all expected them to, against the, the Chiefs. So, you know, nothing really against them. It just sucks for them. Uh, yeah, I just want to, like, build up. Like, I personally wouldn't say they got robbed either, just because – um, a lot of people are going to the like the fumble that went out of the end zone, and I understand being frustrated by that, but like that's a rule that's been in place. So I really wouldn't say they got robbed by a rule. Like you know that the rule was like already there, and it, it was sent from a no call on a you know target, but like not targeting a helmet to helmet, but human error. I understand it's not really fair in that situation, but if you you can't say that they lost that game because of one play, like they. They weren't even playing against Mahomes for the final, like, quarter and a couple of minutes of the third. And um, the Chiefs only scored, I think, three points in the second half entirely. Mm-hmm. So, they, yeah, they had every chance to win the game, and they just didn't capitalize. So, that it's, it's on them. I understand being frustrated with the no call, but I wouldn't say they got robbed. Yeah. And before you hop in, Anthony, like what Dylan said about, I hate when people use, like, existing rules and try to justify and say like well we lost because of that therefore we should have won like no that's yeah Yeah. it's like come on that's a horrible argument and also like what Dylan said like when you look at if you're looking at when situations where you think teams got robbed for example like the Patriots against the Giants you could argue both times or at least the helmet catch it's like that one play that got really lucky and we should have won the Super Bowl when you look back at the Browns game I mean, it was full of mistakes. This wasn't some, you know, perfect game through three quarters and they, you know, got got a bad call in the fourth quarter that completely flipped the game. I mean, they were down the entire game. They had a horrible first half. Then they follow up that horrible first half with a pretty mediocre second half and KC gives them the opportunity to win the game. And they let Chad Henney rush for, what was it, eight or nine yards on that final play. Yeah, and then and then once again let them throw for that third down conversion um, to keep them from from having to punt. So they had multiple chances to come back. They just didn't. They didn't play that well. I mean, and that's that. Yeah, and I think you can partly blame uh, Cleveland's shortcoming on Nick Chubb, who really couldn't get going at all in the first half. 
Um, as I was watching the game, he had multiple drop passes on slip screens and in the flats. And those were plays that could have easily been first downs and kept drives going instead ended up costing them in the long run because they didn't score on those drives. And only 13 attempts for 69 yards. you got to be feeding the ball to him at least 20 times, especially when you're playing Kansas I'm playing Kansas City. I'm putting the ball in his hands 25 times. Granted, you have Kareem Hunt, too, to split the carries with. But I'm giving him 25, and I'm giving Hunt, who only had six in the game. But he did have that touchdown late that everyone was like, oh, the Browns are in this. The Browns are going to do it. He only had uh, six attempts for 32 yards on top of that. So I think it was just absolutely bad play calling all around by the Browns. Um, in term, when you're playing the Chiefs, you got to stick to what you're good with. Uh, you can't try anything new, especially in the playoffs. Stick to what you know. But you, I mean, obviously you got to have Mayfield. You got to be able to trust him when it comes down to it. But from the beginning, they should have been running this ball down their throats. Uh, we're staying on the topic of this game. Patrick Mahomes obviously goes down with a concussion. He was limited in practice today, even though he took most of the snaps. Don't know, probably no contact for him. Mm. And he's still in concussion protocol. Um, I was listening to Colin Coward during the day, <laughs> and I missed him a little bit. I missed like the first hour, maybe because I was still in school and I kind of wanted to pay attention. So, and then I'm watching him. I'm like, okay. And then he started talking crap about the Pats. I'm like, okay. And then I saw on an account where he said, if Patrick Mahomes doesn't play in the AFC Championship, they should postpone it. And then immediately I turned off the TV where I put on ESPN or something, something else other than him, because I'm like, that's it. You can't, that, those are just two of the stupidest takes, but um, whether Mahomes plays or not, let's, let's go, let's run with the hypothetical that Mahomes plays in this game. What impact does that have on the chiefs matchup against the bills? I think it's a, uh, it's a dangerous situation for the NFL because obviously you if you're Roger Goodell, you want Mahomes to play for obvious reasons. You want it to be, you know, this this huge matchup of AFC, the two AFC Titans, you know, like the whole entire year. Um, but the way Patrick Mahomes looked when he got hit like that, well, it really wasn't even a bad hit, but, yeah. you know, the way he looked when he got up, he really couldn't stand by himself, whether that was because he got the wind knocked out of him because he hit his head, he came down on his neck. I really don't know what it was, but that's a really bad look, especially when you had Lamar Jackson get concussed. Um in the game the day before, uh, it's just, it's a tough look because it sets this precedent that if the NFL needs you to play, then you're going to play in the game kind of. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm sure Patrick Mahomes wants to play. I'm sure Andy Reid wants him to play. Um, and obviously they're going to be factoring in his health, but you know, it's a weird situation, especially with head injuries. People don't like to kind of mess around with that. That can kind of mess with your career, mess with your life after football. But, um, if he plays, obviously, if he's all right, all right enough to throw a football and do what he does, this is, you know, could be a very good game. I think the Bills are a very good team. Um, they met in the regular season. The Chiefs ended up winning, but I think the Bills are a much better team defensively and overall than they were back then. But if he doesn't play, uh, I'm not going to say the Chiefs are definitely going to lose because they're a great team. But that really that. doesn't. Yeah, the Chiefs <laughs> are pretty much definitely going to lose unless the Bills shoot themselves in the foot 30 times, um, yeah. a keep to leap style. So it's really. Um, if Mahomes doesn't play, they're basically gonna lose. So I, you know, I'm I'm counting on him playing next week. I'm I really wouldn't be surprised if he if he did. I'd be more surprised if he didn't. Um, yeah. just because I'm sure he wants to play. I'm sure the NFL wants him to play. So I bet there's a lot of pressure there under the table on the Chiefs to get him to play. What I found interesting was like this whole week, at least into, right after the game, especially there was like a lot of miscommunication with what happened. 
like if you heard Andy Reid after the after the game, he said that like he said something about Mahomes getting the wind knocked out of him, which made zero sense. Like the guy like passed out pretty much. Yeah. I don't know why he said that. And then the next day they're like, well, he passed all the concussion questions to come back in the game, but we just held him out. So then people are like, well, then does he have a concussion or not? So like, this is like a lot of confusion. And you could mm. make the argument that the NFL's masking it to be like, well, it wasn't actually a concussion if he ends up I'm playing. I'm sure they are. Yeah. And the thing I is mean, that, like, not to interrupt you, but like when they give vague answers like that, it's almost like you, you know that it's a little worse than they're trying to let on because like, obviously, okay, he passed the concussion questions, sure. And like, oh, yeah, I talked to him. He sounds great. You're obviously going to say that. Like, he put out this tweet after the game or something. Like, yeah, you don't really know if he sent that or anything or if he typed it. You really don't know what kind of state he's in, and they're going to do whatever they can to make him seem like he's, you know, yeah. absolutely fine when he clearly wasn't getting off the field. If he was really okay to come back in the game, considering it's a close playoff game, I feel like they would have put him back in. But yeah, unless they knew they could win with Chad Henney, which they really almost didn't. So, And I mean, and I'll pass it over to Dylan after this, but like you said it to begin with, Pat, the concussion, it's set, if you if you played that play for me and cut it off before he tried to get up, I would have said that just looks like a basic tackle. Like nothing looked mm-hmm. bad about it at all. You didn't right. even see really contact with the head anywhere. No. So I don't know how it works with the concussions. If like more vicious head trauma, like causes you to be out longer. Um, or if it's just in general, like concussions, like you need a week at least. And if that's the case, then, you know, it's going to be, hard watching him play especially if he gets hit again um but just like based on Mahomes obviously wanting to play in one of the biggest games of his career in the NFL wanting that matchup mixed with his it, it not looking as hard of a hit as maybe you know it could have been I think he plays too I mean I just can't see Mahomes sitting this game out I mean even if he's not 100% which is scary to think of because you don't you know you don't want to be you know playing with um, you know, trying to recover from a concussion. That's like the dangerous game to play. Um, so I'd say he plays, but um, that totally flips it. If Chad Henney starts, I mean, that's it. I mean, you might, you might as well turn the TV off because it's not going to be a game. <laughs> Mahomes plays, I think it's close. Uh, I'd even give the Chiefs the edge. I think they're the better team, so. Uh, yeah, like, as you guys said, um, um, yeah, if the, if Mahomes doesn't play, it's pretty much going to be just like a Bills, like just, just a Bills win. It's yeah. not really going to be very close in my opinion. But um, yeah, it was like seeing the, the play um, and um, like all the events transpire. Like it was a pretty scary thing to see. Like he didn't, I don't really think that when I saw it, I don't think he hit the, his head on the ground, right? I think it was just, mm. I don't know if it was like pure like whiplash or something. I think it was like, a whiplash type of thing yeah. from what I saw. Couldn't. When he tried to stand up, seeing him like crumble to the ground was like it was kind of like, like whoa. Yeah. Um, and um, I know that I think t- it was either today or yesterday was his first time all week practicing with a helmet on. So like he's taking the steps towards coming back, but like, you know. Um, and I also don't see like he he's got that mentality. I really don't think that he's going to be willing to sit um, unless he's like forced to. I really don't think he's going to be willing to sit out for the AFC Championship game. If he if it comes down to his decision, I think he's gonna play regardless. Um, but I, I don't like. I just I think if it comes down to his choice, he's gonna play. Um, but I, if he's not one hundred percent and he can't make the throws that he normally does, and they have to like limit the way he plays, I don't see the Chiefs winning because 
they're a pretty pass-heavy offense, and I really don't expect – I can't see the Chiefs relying on their defense to win that game, especially against the Bills with their offense. Um, so it really – I don't even think people realize just how valuable Mahomes is because, like, you look at that team, they have all the, like, talent in the world. They got a talented young um, halfback. They got solid O-line, Travis Kelsey, you know, good receiving core. But, like, without Mahomes, I really don't think that um, – what's his name, Chad Henn? I don't, I don't think he can <laughs> – lead them past anywhere the so, yeah, yeah, i think right. he, mahomes is important more important yep. than people yep. now when mahomes went down i originally thought it was something in his lower like on his foot or his ankle because if you watch the game he was hobbling around on mm-hmm. his big toe i think he had like a broken big toe or something and to paint the picture with for the people at home playing on a broken big toe like is pretty much close to impossible it's like trying to hold something without a thumb in your hand if we're going to tie it to something. It's really – it's extremely hard to do. But that's what I thought it was because I saw him kind of do the stanky leg when he got up, not, <laughs> not trying to disrespect or anything. I saw – I'm like, oh, he might have, like, twisted his ankle up or something or his his toe might be even worse. That's what I thought. And then they went back with the replays and stuff. I'm like, all right, he's in concussion protocol. I think the Chiefs win no matter what. Just because I feel like there goes there goes Jordan. I feel like they have enough around them to just just carry them over the Bills. I don't, I'm not saying the Bills are gonna are gonna blow them out of the water. I still think it's gonna be close, no matter what. It's gonna be a one point game if Henny plays. It's gonna be like one of those nail biters if Henny plays because you still have Tyreek Hill, who's extremely good on the end around. You can run it either way with him on that on that play. Um, Travis Kelsey over the middle is still great. Um, no matter who the quarterback is, I think anybody can read that. Uh, Kelsey's just that great of a player that he can kind of carry his quarterback to that, um, to make, kind of make his quarterback look good. Like everyone said, like I'm trying to tie it back to another, like another analogy. Oh, Brady made all of his receivers look good in New England. Mm-hmm. Uh, Walmart cashiers. I think Travis Kelsey can do that for Chad Henney. Same thing with Tyreek Hill. As long as Henney isn't like throwing up bombs in the end zone over the heads of his receivers on almost like a punt, like the interception, like the interception that Carl Joseph had this past, uh, this past weekend. So I think it's close either way. Uh, obviously if Mahomes plays chiefs win, uh, no matter what, I just don't want to see Mahomes get any more hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, sticking to the AFC here. We're going to bounce around a little bit. Uh, Ravens and the bills this past Saturday night. Um, bills looked absolutely dominant 17 to three win over the Baltimore Ravens, slowing down Lamar. And what I want to know right now is, listen, uh, Lamar's been in the league, what, three years now? Three playoffs? Yeah, this is his third year, yeah. Three three years. I mean, he didn't start his entire rookie season, but he's still got them in the playoffs. Uh, I think he's at, what, a one and four? One and three. One and three, one one and four. Yeah. Is it one and three? Yeah, it's one and three. Three years, yeah. Yeah. One and three, three losses that one win this year. Yep. So what I I want to know who is to blame for the lack of postseason success of the Ravens because they are always this dynamic sh- shootout show whatever the hell you want to call them of an offense in the regular season. Everyone I feel like everyone falls for the trap that year. Oh the Ravens are going to the Super Bowl. This is the year they get back to the Super Bowl. Lamar's going to get them there. Big trust, and and then they just completely fold in the playoffs. So who do you guys think is to blame? For the Ravens' lack of postseason success, I'll say um, I gotta go with like their offensive coordinator and their their GM. Like Lamar's great. I, I I'd say he's one of the 
still top 10 quarterbacks in the league. He's, you know, an, an amazing playmaker, the likes of which we've never seen. But, you know, he can only do so much. He's a, he's a good passer. It's just his number one receiver is Marquise Brown, who's like 5'9 and weighs about like 20 pounds. So he really can't do anything down the field. And he's got Mark Andrews, you know, who's great. But if you want him to succeed, you got to surround him with weapons, guys who can create separation, guys who can get into space and make plays. You can't have him throwing a Willie Sneed and, you know, all these other guys who are really like wide receiver threes and fours and expect him to do anything with it. Like his defense only allows 17 points, seven of which were actually a pick six. So they really only let up 10 points, but he, he can't do everything. And, you know, you look at it and you say, oh, he has a one in three playoff record. But the way I kind of look at it is, all right, he's been a starter for two and a half years and he's been in the playoff three times. So one of those times he had a buy and led his team to the number one seed in the AFC. So, yeah. or number two seed, whatever it was. Um, he was the one seed that year. Yeah. yeah. So it's easy to be critical of him, but, you know, look what he's done with what he's been given. I think down the stretch here, they looked really good. Um, unfortunately, he went down with a concussion, even though the game was kind of out of reach. But I think I think he's a good quarterback. It's just he, he really doesn't have anything around him. Um, the defense is great, but I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I can't put it all on Lamar Jackson because at the end of the day, you know, he's a quarterback, but you can't expect him to, like, do everything. That's really – I mean, now I'm repeating myself. But, yeah, I, I think he gets too much hate. Uh, great playmaker, great quarterback. It's just give him something to work with. I would agree with you. Saying it's not on all, not all on Lamar for the season. If you're if we're reviewing this season, I think you could spread the blame around. But for this game, I mean, for Lamar to combine for like rough, just over 200 yards from scrimmage, um, the really bad pick six that pretty much put the game out of reach. Mm-hmm. Um, and to be honest, he's got he's now turned into like somewhat of a one-dimensional quarterback, and it worked that one year. You know, because I think people should say last year, because I think you hadn't seen that type of quarterback since Mike Vick, pretty much. Um, and you you didn't really I don't think our defensive coordinators really knew how to handle it. But once you get a year of um, planning and, you know, film around him, if you don't if you don't have other aspects to your game, it's pretty easy to build a plan around you. And I feel like that's what happened with the Ravens. Now, the one reason I picked them to go to the Super Bowl, which isn't going to happen now. But because I thought their run game with Lamar, Gus Edwards, and J.K. Dobbins was was just running teams over, and no one could stop them. I think Dobbins averaged like seven yards per carry this season. Edwards is doing well. Lamar obviously does his thing, <clears throat> and I thought that was going to take him to the to the ship. I thought they could pound it through any Bills or Chiefs defensive line they throw at them. This game they combined for like almost thirty carries for like a hundred yards. I mean that's horrible, really. Um, and that I think that is where you could kind of blame it a little bit more on Lamar. Um, there were a lot of plays where he was kind of like he had it in his head that he was going to run, and he just couldn't find any real estate, and you know ended up taking a sack or a gain of one or a gain of two, where he you just can't do that against um, Josh Allen's offense. You need to keep the ball and you know keep moving it forward. So I would agree with you that it's not Lamar's fault for the season, but for this game specifically, I would say. Um, he's got to take the majority of the blame before you jump in real quick though. And I just want to say, I think you also have to give credit to the bills defense because through the second half of the year, they've definitely stepped up. I think they've like transformed into a top five, top three unit that they were uh, a couple of years ago, like outside of um, actually, I mean, they're probably the best defense left in the playoffs right now. Definitely. I think mm. um, yeah, by far. So I think definitely give credit there, but yeah, I, I can agree with what you're saying there. Uh, 
because I, I, I was trying to think about it from like, you know, I I don't know who I would place the blame on for the Ravens. I don't just for that loss and you know for the season because I would say the season they were a bit underwhelming compared to I guess the expectations. I remember I don't remember all of their um like offseason accusations, but I remember when they brought in Calais Campbell from the um. Jaguars and he was just adding to a defense to a team that just went 14 and two and you know obviously they lost last season um in pretty bad form in the playoffs but you know the expectations were at an all-time high and like 11 and five especially given that I think they went on like a four game win streak to end the season so at some point they were seven and five or something like mm-hmm. that they were pretty on like they underperformed and after that first win um in the postseason like you know people thought maybe Lamar is better in the playoffs than we thought. I saw a lot of people saying that they, they thought, like, oh, Ravens are going to destroy the Bills. They're going to the Super Bowl. I don't really know who I would blame this loss on. I know Lamar does get most of the blame. I don't know if that's because he's the quarterback or just because people like to criticize, but he does deserve a fair portion of the blame. It, did, it seemed like a lot – it seemed like this year he had far worse, like, protection from his O-line than he did last year. I know that Yonder retired. I don't remember. I don't know who else they lost or whatever, but it was a lot different. And as you said, also, they were given more time to, like, adjust to a mobile quarterback like Lamar. So I just think – I, I see them as, like, the bucks of the NFL. Like, in the regular season, they're going to be, like, virtually unstoppable. And then once they get to the playoffs and teams can truly prepare to stop that offense, I just think – and also, like you said – um, the receiving the receivers are they're not very good they're, they're not very good they don't get open they're not very reliable and when the run game isn't going you know if Lamar wants to prove that he truly is as good a passer as you know uh, if he wants to prove the haters wrong he needs to prove that he can be that good passer that some people believe he is but seeing that his receiving core is pretty weak can't really do that and if they can't get the run game going I really don't see them winning games so I think um yeah I think part of the blame should be put on the front office for not bringing in like that receiver that he needs. Like Kyler Murray got D hop and you know, all of the other teams, all the teams in the um, championship games right now, like they have like those receivers, you know, the, the chiefs have, the chiefs have one of the best receiving cores in the league, same as the bucks. And then Aaron Rodgers has Devonte Adams and Josh Allen has Stephon Diggs. Lamar doesn't have that. Marquise Brown, in my opinion, is not nearly good enough to be that. So I don't know who I would put the blame on, but yeah, they need to think things over. Yeah. Now, if we're looking at just this past weekend's game, Buffalo's defense has gotten better throughout the second half of the year, and you guys touched on that. So, and I don't get, I didn't get the play calling. If I'm going to blame somebody, I'm blaming the offensive coordinator. I don't know his name, but he he needs to be reevaluated because in like Cleveland, they're Cleveland's. Uh, strength is their run game. Same thing with Baltimore, and Baltimore's is 10 times better. So why wouldn't they stick to that? Even if it can't get going, you have, you're have you going to get it going at some point in the game. J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards should have been running it down Buffalo's throats in that first quarter. Wear down that defense, and then that, like we talked about it going into the wild card game against Tennessee. Uh, Derrick Henry and Lamar Jackson, who's tougher to tackle in the late game. and Obviously, Lamar was in that game, even though I think most of us agreed that it was Derrick Henry besides Jordan. And they they couldn't get that going because 
I feel like a team like Buffalo, they would have obviously gotten extremely tired, and that's when Lamar does the most damage. Like late in the game on the RPO. Like we saw none of that. Lamar only ran yeah. Lamar only had nine attempts for thirty-four yards. This kid Tyler Huntley comes in, he has what? Three attempts for thirty-two yards. <laughs> so that brings up the argument, oh Lamar just isn't that special. It's like, all right, relax there. Because <laughs> Lamar is one of the most electrifying players in all of sports right now. And as for the regular season and their lack of success, yeah, you guys really hit the the head on the nail there about the front office now bringing in a top receiver. Dylan really great brought up a great analogy of all the elite quarterbacks in the league. Tom Brady has a Mike Evans. Uh, Patrick Mahomes has a Tyreek Hill. Josh Allen has a uh, Stephon Diggs. I would I usually leave it at three, but I left out Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams for some reason, so I'll make it four this time. Uh, but, yeah, uh, Baltimore really needs to do some reevaluating this offseason. I think – just before we move on, I think that's a good point about the receiving core. But at the same time, if you look at last year and how Marquise Brown performed and how Mark Andrews performed, you could make the argument that they didn't really need to add anything. I think Brown dropped off he dropped off a cliff this year. I mean, he was nothing like he was last year. And Andrews, too, slowed down, you know, from what he was uh, just a year ago. So as much as I want to say, like, they should have gotten more weapons, I don't know how much you could blame uh, management just because from what they saw last year, you know, how much more do you need to add to that? It's, it was arguably the best offense in the league. So I think it's more so um, that Lamar's arm this year, the deep ball wasn't there, which is what Marquise Brown feeds off of. Um, and just like you mentioned, Anthony, like I think the, the, the crunch time Lamar that we saw with like the, the options, the RPOs and stuff that just wasn't there this game. And it, that's, that's their main, that is their main focus pretty much every game they play. So when you when you kind of have to pan over and look at, well, we could maybe we go to the passing game or we could, you don't you don't really have that. So it, it caused, you know, turmoil. And I'm sure Harbor was like, I don't know what to do. So and I just want before we move on once again um, in that game, you're you're if you're Baltimore, your passing attack is your weakness. And in my opinion. Oh, their weakness on the offense, uh, I might add. I think their defense is well-rounded, but I'm not talking about the defense right now. Buffalo's defense, on the other hand, I think their strength is their secondary. So why would you match up your weak passing game against uh, Buffalo's strong pass defense? It just doesn't make sense to me. I mean, granted, Buffalo's defense, I think, is also really well-rounded. But if I'm going to do anything, especially if you're the Ravens, you're, you're running that ball down their throats until – I mean, and then that's when you throw the pass in there. When they're all tired and miscombobulated and all confused, that's when you throw the pass in. I Like Lamar, he would – I think it was what? I think it was week 17 when they torched the Bengals. I mean, granted, it's the Bengals. But they ran, ran, ran. And then when Lamar got in the red zone, he, he threw for a touchdown. He ended up finishing with three that game. The, just things – I don't know. A lot of confusion right now for Baltimore. Uh, I'm done with the AFC. Going on to the NFC, Aaron Rodgers – made the number one ranked Los Angeles Rams defense look absolutely silly. Uh, 32 to 18 win. This game was close for a while. And then, you know, Aaron Rodgers did his thing, made it not close. Um, This was the Los Angeles Rams defense that Aaron Rodgers absolutely torched. Um, Let me just look at the stats real quick. I don't remember off the top of my head because I'm not that much of a nerd. Let's take a look here. Uh, Rodgers, almost 300 yards and two touchdowns. I was going to say that off the dome, but I just wasn't sure I wanted to check real quick. Um, he just did that to the Rams defense, who is arguably the best in the league. I think the best in the league 
how much trouble is Tampa in? Because we know they've had their inconsistencies throughout the year. Uh, I know Jordan will say that they're in a lot of trouble. I know Jordan's not a big Tampa Bay guy. However, I am. I'm a big believer in playoff Tom Brady, so I'm not too concerned <laughs> for Tampa Bay. You know, obviously they thrashed the Packers early in the season. I'm not really going to look at that because that could obviously be a fluke. There's a number of factors that can go into that game, um, having the outcome that it did. However, I will say do not underestimate the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because as good as the Green Bay Packers are, you better believe that the Buccaneers have been planning for this. You know, they want to prove that they're not really like this, this fluky kind of team. You know, they have all this talent. They want to live up to it. Um, but on the other hand, or rather the other side of the ball, the other sideline, um, Aaron Rodgers has, you know, this year just been on a completely different level. He's been absolutely phenomenal. You saw him calling out plays in the Rams game. You know, he basically single-handedly dismantled that Rams defense that um, embarrassed Russell Wilson and the Seahawks just a week before. I don't think it's anything against the Rams. You know what the Packers did to them? I think it's just they weren't as good. They got farther than they were supposed to go, and they got met with the best opponent um, that they could have been matched up with. But I think Tampa Bay is you know playing better football right now, so I don't really think they have to worry uh, too much. I think their defense, you know, if they make a couple of plays, they have a chance. But what it's going to come down to is really whose defense can get the stop because the Packers' defense isn't great, um, and Tampa Bay's defense isn't phenomenal either. So uh, they're both going to put points up, but it could really go either way, I think. But, you know, credit to the Packers, credit to Aaron Rodgers. His numbers weren't necessarily eye-popping, but, you know, you watch Aaron Rodgers do what he does, um, and mentally he just destroys your team. He can read your defense. He'll, you know, do whatever. He'll completely demoralize you um, to the point where, I mean, this game was pretty close at times, but even when it was only a seven-point Packer lead, you never really felt like the Packers were really in trouble. So, um, yeah. That's a testament to how good they are. You know, Matt Floor is a great coach and everything, and um, they got a great squad. But next week should be very interesting between those two teams. Yeah, I mean, Pat's right. I'm not – the reason I'm not high on the Bucks this year is just because a couple of things. Their defense as a whole – I know they played good, good last, last week, but if you look at the sample size of the season, have been pretty bad. And then if you look at just last game, if you just, you know, want to focus just on last week um, – I think that you, everyone would agree that Tom Brady didn't win that game, but Drew Brees lost it. His turnovers in key times were killer. Saints defense stepped up for, for much of the first half, and Brees couldn't get anything going on offense. So for me, when you see Tom Brady struggling uh, you know, to, to play against the Saints defense this, this past week, and now he has to go to Lambeau and, can, and really duel it out with the best offense in the league, in my opinion, you know, they're in. I think they're in some trouble. I, I don't think, I don't think if the way Tom Brady's playing right now, I don't think he can single-handedly carry that team to the Super Bowl. He could definitely prove me wrong because he's done it so many times. Um, but just for me, the, that offense is pretty much unstoppable because they just dismantled the best defense in the league, and now you've got a Bucks defense that has been shaky all season. Um, I think Rodgers is licking his lips, and who knows? I think Brady will make it a good game. But again, I think that offense is too potent and too good um, for for really anyone to beat them, especially with um, the lack of star caliber players that the Bucks defense has. Uh, yeah, as you guys have mentioned multiple times, obviously Aaron Rodgers he tore apart what was you know the number one ranked defense this season, and um, something that you know have with football like part of defense is capitalizing off of mistakes that the other team makes. And 
um, against the Saints, you know, the Buccaneers had a pretty much a field day because they were just various mistakes. Jared Cook's fumble, the ball hitting off Jared Cook's arm into the game ceiling interception, um, Alvin Kamara not turning around because he thought he was going to get the ball later. So that was also an interception. Like, I really don't see Aaron Rodgers making as many mistakes as Drew Brees and the Saints did because he's one of the smartest QBs we've ever seen. Um, and with that offense, like, the Buccaneers' defense has, like, began to click at the right time. Um, and offensively, they're very strong. Ronald Jones has proven to be, like, a very strong or a pretty strong running back in today's league. And you already know they have a great just receiving core in general. Um, but we all know Tom Brady's 43 years old. His arm is nowhere near what it used to be. So, um as, as you guys previously said, I really just think it just comes down to whoever's defense, like, performs the best, I think they're going to come out with the win because the Packers' offense, that's – it's a force to be reckoned with. So, unless Aaron Rodgers makes continuous mistakes, which I don't expect, I think um, I think the Packers are the stronger, the stronger team going into this matchup. But at the same time, I'm not going to bet against Tom Brady in the playoffs. So, I don't really know. I just – I think it's going to be a good game. Now, looking at last Sunday's game, Tampa's defense looked absolutely stellar. Um, They were just in the right place at the right time. And Tom Brady was able to, he did what he did, what he was supposed to do. He created points off of turnovers that, that is, I think any good quarterback could do that. And obviously uh, Green Bay's offense is no slouch at all, but neither was New Orleans. And I don't think uh, the Bucks get enough credit for that over the last week. Uh, It's still a Drew Brees led Saints team with arguably the most talent he's ever had around him in his career. Has his play digressed? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but three interceptions, I mean, hell, that doesn't come often against a Drew Brees-led team. But you have to take into consideration they held Michael Thomas to no catches at all. Um, obviously, no one. Yeah, I mean, granted that the Bucks played uh, the Saints twice this year, and they played the Saints twice every year. They've been playing Michael Thomas twice every year, so they kind of know how to scheme against him, and they know kind of know how to shut him down. But another alarming stat for me, I mean, obviously, um, uh, staying on that trend, Mike Evans only had one catch for three yards. Granted, that one catch for three yards was a touchdown against Marshawn Lattimore, who was talking crap the whole game and got me going. I was rooting for Tampa. Uh, I don't think I don't think Green Bay has I don't think Jerry Alexander is going to be able to slow down Mike Evans this time around. I don't know if he did in the earlier matchup, but certainly I don't think he will this time. And even even if he does, they have so many other weapons to the point where you know Brady can just say, "All right, I'll go to Antonio Brown or Scotty Miller or." Godwin, I like how you said Scotty so. Miller there, and not Chris Godwin, because he had mm. multiple drops in that game, and he was just yeah. he just didn't look good at all. Uh, definitely a weak point uh, for Tampa. Kind of alarming, if to uh, so to say. But Brady absolutely lit it up. I'm never going to bet against playoff Tom Brady. I'm not. It's just not in my blood. I can't do it. It'd be going against my religion. And, hell, this is going to be a great game. Tom Brady in the cold in the playoffs. People are, you know, I, I know, like, he's been playing in Tampa for a year, but people are saying, like, Oh, you know, the Buccaneers have to go off to Lambeau, you know. Oh, it's going to be pretty cold up there. But Brady's been playing in the cold for 20 years. I don't think one year down in Tampa is really going to bother him too much. Um, Mm. But I will say this, you know, I think um, the Packers, this is going to sound really stupid when I say this, but hear me out. If the Packers get to the Super Bowl, like, they're going to, like, 
they're gonna win if that makes sense yeah that definitely makes sense yeah i thought i had it phrased differently in my head um whereas if the buccaneers get to the super bowl i'm really not too sure but i think the packers are a team like you know if they win this game they'll just have all the momentum in the world and they'll just crush whoever they play in the super bowl um yeah so i can see it either being a really close game or like a green bay just like absolute blowout like rogers throwing for four touchdowns 350 yards um and absolutely carving them up so i think mm-hmm. it'll be a good one anthony like you said i mean like everyone said last week everyone was doubting brady like the majority of america was doubting brady oh breeze is gonna there there's no way the mm-hmm. the the bucks that's their that's their kryptonite this year the saints are their kryptonite tom brady doesn't play well against drew breeze and look what he, and everyone's like oh it's gonna be a close game but drew breeze is gonna get him Nope, didn't happen. Mm. Tom Brady pretty much opened that game up and towards the end and made it not close. And I think he's going to do that. I don't think the whole not close thing is going to happen. It's playoff Tom Brady. Do I need to say any more? This is a Boston sports podcast. For state. <laughs> but I think, it, I, I mean, we've, I don't mean to cut you off there. I'm kind of stuttering here, but this is going to be the game of the year. I mean, and, and then, the Super Bowl matchup, we're going to see the Super Bowl matchup and we're going to get all excited. Oh, this is going to be the game of the year. But as of right now, this looks like it could be the, the game of the year. Yeah. So yeah, I agree with you. When So when you say that Brady kind of put the game out of reach this weekend, I agree with you because he did capitalize on the Saints' mistakes. But, or uh, yeah, Drew Brees' mistakes, I should specify. But I think exactly that is why I'm pausing to kind of give the victory to Brady right now, just because. You know, if Brady plays like he did this week and he plays the Packers, you know, next week the same way, they're going to lose because Aaron Rodgers will not make the same mistakes that Drew Brees made. You know, mm. although Brees was still a good quarterback, he was nowhere near MVP Aaron Rodgers. So, you know, I think it, for Brady to rely on, you know, at least this past week, the other the other offense to kind of put him in a position of, for success is not exactly what you wanted to see from playoff Tom Brady. I know he had I know he can pull anything out and he's. You know, we've we saw it, some of us for 20 years, but I still, at least this year, he hasn't shown me that uh, that he that he that he's still got that like dog in him from mm. a couple of years ago, in my opinion. And, One thing I want to say re- recently, ahead, like like I said now before I before I hand it over to you, but mm-hmm. um, just just this past week made me pause even more uh, that I I don't think he's going to be able to compete with in a shootout with Rodgers. Uh, the one thing, uh, like, I, I agree with most of the things you're saying there, but also this Saints defense is much better than the Packers defense. Um, the Saints defense really was playing like a top five unit for much of the year. Yeah. Whereas the Packers, you know, they've kind of been middle of the pack to lower. Um, so, I mean, I'll say that for Brady and the Bucks, But also, I think you also said the same thing about if, they, if Brady plays the same way against the Saints as he did against the Washington football team that they're going to lose, but he kind of did. And they won. So, I mean, it could be kind of thing where the team's kind of rallying around that. I'm not really too sure. Um, you know, like you said, if Brady obviously has to rely on his defense, um, they are going to probably be in some trouble against the Packers. But uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't write off Brady quite yet. Not that I'm saying that you're doing that. But, you yeah. know, any, anything can happen with Tom Brady. We all know that. We've all seen it for God knows how long. Yeah. And now that we're talking about anything can happen, both of these teams have proven that they could – put up points on elite defenses. Green Bay obviously putting up 32 on the Rams. But let's not forget, Tampa put up 31 on Washington, who is obviously no slouch. Best pass I defense mean, in the league. There you go. And and New Orleans this past week, 
who those three units are arguably top five in the league. Maybe hell, you can put them one, two, three in whatever order you want. I don't know. Maybe I'm forgetting other teams in the AFC, but that proves that these offenses are no joke. And I does I don't know. Does Tampa have it? Obvi- Tampa obviously has enough firepower to take out uh, the the Packers defense, but. Uh, Jordan, you said before Tom Brady's not going to be able to um, keep up with Aaron Rodgers. No, the Tampa defense isn't going to be able to keep up with Aaron Rodgers in a shootout game just because I feel like both offenses out, outweigh each of the defenses in their matchups respectively by a lot. And it's going to come down to Tampa's defense being worse, and that could be the final nail in the coffin of the Tampa Bay season. Mm. Mm. Respectable. It's going to be good. Kind of just dropped the mic on you guys. Bit. But... <laughs> no, I mean, it's, yeah. yeah. Everything you said, I agree with. It's not It's not that I don't trust Brady. It's just that I think Rodgers is just on another level right now. I agree with that. He is different. I absolutely agree with that. But um, I kind of want to get into a little something more sappy here because, I mean, hell, I was rooting for Brady this past weekend, but I don't know how many of you guys know or if you guys even know. Drew Brees was, and not was, is my favorite player to never step in a Patriots uniform. Just an absolutely, he's just a freaking legend, man. And I shed a tear this past Sunday, knowing that that was probably his last game. So I don't know if you guys share the same amount of love for Drew Brees as I do, but if this, is there any moment or memory of Drew Brees that you have? Uh, just a good one off the top of your head that you can think of. I was going to make a joke, but I'm, I'm not going to, because, you know, I'll, I, I, I'll Brees, you know, his respect. He's an absolute legend. Like you said, um, I really want to blame his front office for not getting him like this kind of team that they have right now five or six years earlier, because if they had, they, I think they most certainly would have had a ring um, to show for it. You know, not many quarterbacks make it past the age of 40 Brady and Breeze early, the two exceptions there. Yeah. And um, Breeze has been set in records, you know, his whole entire career. So yeah. um, got to give him his credit, you know, watching him walk down that tunnel and looking back at the stadium one last time, you had to know that was his last time, you know, it, it, it was, very sad, very emotional, you know, him and, you know, obviously Philip Rivers calling in a career the other day. It's kind of coming to the end of an era here. Um, but, you know, we got to be grateful that we were able to watch him in his prime, watch him do his thing. Um, and, you know, obviously credit to one of the top five, top six quarterbacks of all time. Top five. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't, I don't have a specific moment, but the one thing I'll say is it sucks for Breeze and honestly for any future quarterback who plays over the age of 40 because Brady keeps bringing that bar higher and higher. And it's almost like if you're not uh, the one seed of the two seed competing for a Super Bowl every year, you're just like not good enough. And like Breeze was a good quarterback this year. And people seem to like forget that he, you know, threw for almost 30 touchdowns and under 10 picks. I mean, it was, it was a great season and he missed. He only played played like 10 games or something. Yeah, exactly. He missed four or five, six games, whatever it was. So, I mean, you know, unfortunately the injuries got the best of him. He's got that rotator cuff injury and, um, he had the broken ribs that Pat said, you know, sat him out for a couple of games, but I think although he didn't end on top, you know, he wasn't that he wasn't one of those quarterbacks who, you know, jumped off the cliff and, you know, was a shell of himself in his last season. He's That's still, yeah, there you go. Right. And, and I think you got to give him credit for that because he, he's not pushing himself to that point, even though he, you know, theoretically he is with all the injuries, he's, he still was maintained a high level of play for, you know, years after, you know, turning 40. There's something to be said for calling it quits when you still have it. 
It's a respect exactly. for yourself. Yeah. Yeah, and before we wrap up on the whole Drew Brees thing here, it's kind of crazy to think about because he's going to be going in the Hall of Fame before we know it. He's obviously going to be a first battle Hall of Famer like Peyton Manning will this year. Peyton Manning's going to be in the Hall of Fame. Like, I just blinked, and he's already going to be. I feel like he just retired yesterday. I don't know. Just watching my childhood heroes go. I mean, not that Peyton Manning was ever a hero of mine. He was the the devil in my house. But... (laughs) But still, you got to tip your hat off to Breeze. Uh, top five ever. I think Brady kind of put the debate to end uh, to bed for all the Drew Breeze stands, saying, oh, Breeze is better than Brady. He put that to freaking bed this past Sunday. Mm-hmm. So going off of that, we're going to jump into a little quick little thing here. Nothing crazy. We're already at the one-hour mark. I'm done talking <laughs> to you people. I'm just kidding. I love you all. Um, Jordan, your Super Bowl prediction is way off. Yeah. You picked Thanks the Ravens. And, me. You picked the Ravens and the Saints to go. So here we are, conference championship. Uh, my teams and Pat's teams are still in it. I'm sure we're both going to stick to our guns, but mm-hmm. let's just go around the table here and make some predictions. Why not? But I want to hear Jordan's first, just because his original is out, and I feel bad. <laughs> uh, I, I've got to go with. I'm going to go with the Chiefs. I think they'll take it. I. I, I... I think it would be cool to see Rodgers, even though I'm not a huge fan of Rodgers just because of his duels with Brady and like the who's the GOAT. But it would be cool for Rodgers to kind of win that MVP, win the Super Bowl same season, show people that he's you know, still the best of the best. But it, look, if Mahomes, I think Mahomes comes back this weekend. And to me, a fully healthy Mahomes in that offense, it's just you, there's not many defenses that can stop it. And the Packers sure as hell won't be able to. And they all have they all have experience in the Super Bowl games. I mean, if if it's it's amazing to me that like half that pretty much more than half the team, the majority of that team, because they were there last year, you know, has been has won a ring. And and you've got the Tyreek Hill, Kelsey, Mahomes, three headed monster that is just as good as it was last year, maybe even better, you could argue. Um, and their defense has been serviceable and better than it was last year. So I mean, it it, it would be a great game between Green Bay. I think Green Bay and the Chiefs get there, but I think the better offense um, in crunch time, I think the better offense overall is the Packers just because I like Rodgers this year. But in crunch time, I've got Mahomes and Tyreek and Kelsey over Adams and Rodgers any day. Uh, I think originally I predicted Kansas City and, and Packers <laughs> with the Packers winning, but I'm kind of on the Bills wagon, right? I'm kind of part oh, of the Bills Mafia. I'm going to get the Bucks wagon. <laughs> uh, I mean, I am, but I mean, I'm being realistic here. Um, the Packers, I think, you know, like you said, Jordan, I really wouldn't mind seeing Rodgers win his ring. You know, he's he's done as much as he can, really, a lot of his career, and is admittedly, you know, though I'm a Brady fan, um, his defense hasn't really done a lot to get him there, so I can't blame him very much for that. As much as I would hate it for, like, the Brady versus Rodgers debate if Rodgers won, um, you know, Rodgers would, you know, I, I wouldn't really mind seeing Rodgers get his ring this year. That being said, I would love to see Josh Allen and the Bills take down the Chiefs because I think I'm just like everybody else, um, every other NFL fan outside of Kansas City right now. I despise the Chiefs. I think I kindly know kind of how people felt about the Patriots for the last 20 years. Um, so I'm going to go with Bills and Packers with the Packers taking it. Um, hey, we're not getting to who wins yet. <laughs> oops. Well, oh, well. Um, oh, well right. But I will say this. This is my dream scenario here is that the Bills and the Bucks make it. And the Bills, after all these years of being shit on by Tom Brady, get to the 
Super Bowl. You want to see that? No, no, no. Get to the Super Bowl. Get to the Super Bowl, and end up losing to Tom Brady right okay. when they think they've conquered the There you go. I think that'd, that'd be, be so dope. funny. So that'd be pretty. Now, let's dope. see. Let's see if Dylan can go one for one here in his predictions on New Guys Pod. <laughs> Dylan, take it away. Okay. No pressure. Yeah. A lot of pressure. I mean, I wasn't gonna bother about like you know mention who at the beginning of the season I was gonna expect to see in the Super you Bowl. Could, you because... could no. I think we need to hear it now. Okay, because, you know, all right, before the injuries, all right, the 49ers were looking <laughs> very, very, quite pristine, to be honest. Can't. So, um, I had them making it, but Can't ever disagree. since. What? Can't disagree. They were no, looking really good. I was about to get a lot of injuries, game. though. You can't knock that. They had a lot of injuries. Yeah, so I'll, yeah I'll but if, we're being, if I was being realistic, um, I think from the beginning of the season, I always had, like, this just, I just believed in the Chiefs. I don't really care for the Chiefs. You know, they just beat my favorite team last year. But um, and ever since the beginning of the playoffs, I haven't even thought about who they made worse. I've kind of just thought like no team in the NFC really stands a chance with them. I didn't even think about the Packers to be honest. And I don't like the Packers as a 49ers fan, but I respect Aaron Rodgers. Um, I think I don't know if you wanted who I think is going to win the Super Bowl or not. Like no, don't, let's not. We'll save that for when it actually happens. Like, you want me to say like who I think is going to make it? Who's going to make it? Who's coming out this weekend? I think I have Chiefs-Packers. I agree with all of you on the Chiefs there. I think they're just on a whole other level right now. Like we've, I think we've mentioned it in the past. I feel like the league is just so balanced out right now. And then there's the Chiefs. Yeah. Um, can't knock them there, no matter who's a quarterback. Unless, like, Cam Newton was a quarterback, then maybe they'd have a little trouble. I'm just kidding. The um, slander continues. I'm just kidding. Relax. <laughs> <laughs> maybe if Stedham was at the helm. We'd have um, yeah. a bit of a problem. That's better. But I just I can't bet against playoff Tom Brady. Uh, I think he's gonna get his. Um, I almost slipped there. Uh, Brady's gonna <laughs> go in, uh, take care of business, game-winning drive in the clutch against uh, Green Bay. Uh, and I'm I'm sticking to my guns. Chiefs Chiefs Bucks Super Bowl, and I want to see Brady get this one because Keith, my buddy Keith Rennick, if you are listening right now, Tom Brady's he's he honestly 100% believes that Aaron Rodgers is the goat, right? <laughs> he believes that Aaron Rodgers is the goat. He is the biggest Aaron Rodgers stand ever that I've ever met in my entire life, and probably that any of you would ever meet in your entire lives. So I just want to see Brady get this one. Just stick it to him real quick. Hey, Tommy Boy's still the goat. So. We're going to be battling it out this weekend. I mean, not my team, but my quarterback at heart. All right. So uh, that pretty much wraps it up for us, unless anybody has any closing thoughts. I know there's a lot of other sports going on. And if anyone's concerned right now, uh, we're going to be covering the Celtics and the Bruins once the NFL season ends. I think we established that way in the beginning, and we kind of just never touched on it again. Um, yeah. We're running straight football until the, the playoff Super Bowl ends. We'll recap that, and then we're going to get into basketball coverage. We're going to get into some NHL coverage. I'm trying to watch that for Jordan so he has somebody to talk to. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, if nobody has anything, let's send this show home. Yeah, I got nothing. Yep. Yeah. I'm good. Send it off. I'm going to send it off. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been a pleasure, like always. We look forward to having Dylan on for many more uh, episodes and many more seasons to come. Who knows how long this thing is going to run for. <laughs> but when we see you next, we will know who is playing in the Super Bowl. And the, the craziness is going to begin there. So we'll see you guys next week. Peace. Peace.